Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hi, and welcome back to the Homestead Education Podcast. I just want to remind you that you can get all of my homestead science curriculum books on my website for a new way of teaching your kids agriculture. Now, I want to tell you guys a little bit about how our weekend went. We butchered a sow. She was a sow that has been a little bit of an issue for us. She's killed a couple of litters. She's gotten aggressive. So it was time. Uh, We had some friends up. We kind of had an old-fashioned hog butchering. It took all weekend. All the kids helped, even the three-year-olds. It was a great time. We ended up getting 375 pounds of usable product. I am feel so blessed that our freezer is going to be full. Our good friend and my business manager's biz, uh, freezer will gonna freezer is going to be full, and all the kids learned valuable skills. Um, I used we primarily made sausage. And we used all spices from Spokane Spice Company. Oh my gosh, are they amazing. We made like seven different types of sausages. And so far we've tried the country sausage and a breakfast sausage that had sage in it. They had two different ones and I picked both of them. But the one we tried had sage and oh my gosh, mind blown. And it was so easy to do too. I mean, it took us all weekend, but my calculations say that she was probably a 700 pound sow. So, um, I, it, that went incredibly easy with just two couples and kids doing it. Now, um, be sure and tune in Friday for my YouTube video. At least I hope it comes out Friday, which is the end of this week. Um, so if you're tuning into this later, you'll be able to get it on YouTube. Uh, I am doing a whole video on the slaughtering and processing of this sow. Now, none of us are professional butchers, but we've all hunted our whole lives. We've had a lot of experience working with meat, and this ended up turning out really awesome. And so I'm, I'm hoping that by watching this video that you can see how easy it is to grow and process your own meat. Um, I'll keep it uh classy but i am including all the blood and guts too because that is part of it um so i hope you tune in to check that out so i have an interview today that isn't one that i normally do now i have a lot of curriculum writers on because i'm a curriculum writer and i'm big on homeschool but i had um a curriculum writer reach out to me recently his name's larry leonard and he writes curriculum on uh sign language he has been Translating sign language since he was about nine years old, he learned in his church, which will he'll tell you the whole story. But the reason I really felt like this one resonated with me is having a, a child on the spectrum, as long as a few, as well as a few other children that have you know learning disabilities. I have always um, been big on homeschoolers taking that step of getting their kids out of public schools, especially those with del- developmental disabilities. But it's really hard to make that choice when you're not used to, when you feel like you need to have that, um, like the one-on-one aids and things like that, that the school districts provide. Um, 
So especially if you are, you know, a single parent or, you know, a parent that has to work and you need to be able to put your kid into a school system, that's why I love the new movement of farm schools and charter schools and programs like that. And I will help programs that specialize in developmentally disabled ch children get my curriculum into that program so that these kids can be learning real life hands-on skills that often makes more sense to these kids that have struggles um, because it associates with real life. So when this gentleman reached out to me, I just felt like this was something that was near and dear to my heart. And I'm really excited for him to share his story with you guys and for you to learn about this curriculum because he has the same heart when it comes to helping these kids that need that, you know, little bit extra from their learning environment and from their parents. And he helps with that too. So, I mean, just listen to the, his story. You'll see why it matches my heart so much. And it was just a really good conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy and. Hi everyone. Today I have Larry Leonard from American Sign Language Center and excited Hello. to have you on today. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Wonderful. So um, you reached out to me recently about um, a curriculum that you wrote, and yes. I just really liked your story and wanted to be able to chat more about um, American Sign Language and homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So tell me a little bit about you. Well, I am, um, I grew up signing. I started learning in church and um, oh, fun. started interpreting for church when I was in high school. And then I went to college and formally was educated in ASL. I got to live at the um, the deaf school for a year as part of my curriculum. Um, I was training to be a teacher. So I got to live at the deaf school for a year as part of my practicum. And then I did half a year of student teaching at the deaf school and um, so I had a really strong foundation in sign language, but then being formally trained and immersed in the deaf culture and, um, just having a lot of deaf people pour into my life and just being in the deaf community, um, just really grew my skills. Um, then I was a public school teacher for 24 years and taught, um, deaf ed, developmental preschool, first grade, second grade, um, um, the deaf ed was K through 12. And then I started a high school language program. Oh, that's so. wonderful. So how did you end up learning it in church? Was there like deaf families in your church or? No, there actually wasn't. I learned the way most hearing kids learn from not deaf people. You know, I, our Sunday school teacher started teaching us songs in sign language. So I started at age nine, just learning lots of songs and it just progressed through there. Um, went to, moved to another church when I was in high school that had a deaf ministry. So there were deaf people and interpreters there and the interpreters were, would offer classes after church on Sundays. And so I'd go to those church, those classes after church every Sunday and take sign language classes. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you grow up in a large city? Um, no, not really. Um, it was, it was large enough. It's Southern Indiana, New Albany, oh, okay. um, Jeffersonville area. Yeah. I actually just came through there. Oh, what were you yeah. doing down there? 
Um, I was in Indianapolis for a conference. I was speaking at a homesteading conference there. And then awesome. we kind of just, we were going to Missouri afterwards. So we kind of just snaked down right. through yeah. Southern Indiana. And I found a really good uh, barbecue restaurant there. Oh, really? What was it called? Was it called Rubbin' Butts? <laughs> they have no. one down there called, it's two pigs and you see them rubbing their butts and it's a barbecue oh, that's too place. Funny. Yeah. No, this was, it was down. I actually, I thought we were in St. Louis already. And oh, then okay. I had brought up my GPS to let my friend know how close we were to her house. And I was like, oh, we're still in Indiana. <laughs> Smoky something. I don't know. But the okay. mac and cheese was actually the best mac and cheese I've ever had. I was, nice. even my husband who was like, I don't know why you always order mac and cheese at a barbecue place tasted it and was like that is amazing <laughs> that's awesome yeah but um so what made you decide to major in uh sign language in college well I just knew I wanted to be a teacher and so mm -hmm. I just started out doing regular education and since I signed everybody was like well you should do deaf ed and so I ended up doing a dual major and I didn't know it was going to be two majors. So I ended up going even longer than I had planned. <laughs> so back there. then, yeah, well, <laughs> then I had to do a year of student teaching because back then they do a year for your elementary ed and then a year for your deaf ed. I mean, a semester for, oh, okay. a semester for deaf ed. So I did a year of student teaching afterwards. Oh, wow. So um, that's what I, that's, I had never planned on teaching deaf. I'd never planned on teaching ASL. I never planned on becoming an interpreter. It's just, the the way things went yeah that I mean I think we all kind of end up in those places I yeah. um I I had two majors I was agriculture and business nice. and it, it kind of started out and I still now that I'm done I have my bachelor's in ag and I am one class away from having my minor in ag business you need <laughs> to do like, that just because I know it is. It's a just because like I never yeah. got a good grade in organic chemistry and that drove me crazy because I was a really good student. And after yeah. I graduated, I took it at night at a community college just so that I could say that I got a good grade in that class. So that's awesome. But yeah, I was actually I was a 100 percent USDA all the way. That's what mm -hmm. I wanted to do. I wanted to work. Yeah. For USDA. Mm -hmm. And I ended up working in the private sector, getting uh, food plants ready for inspections. Mm -hmm. But now I am on that homestead realm where I'm all like, we don't do the USDA, everything's rogue food. <laughs> um, I mean, going from a food safety industry to a right. huge proponent for raw milk. Is <laughs> right. A little different. Yeah, I never, like, I remember actually reading articles about people who drank and sold raw milk, and I would be like, what is wrong with those people? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> now I have a raw milk dairy, so, you know. There you go, there you go. That's awesome. It's, yeah, it's definitely one of those ones that um, you just don't see yourself going down those paths, but you tend to excel in the ones that you don't plan on. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, I think and, I was... I was comfortable in agriculture mm -hmm. and I've had to like push myself outside of the box and learn mm -hmm. to be in the field I am now. So. Right. Right. That's cool. Yeah. So how was it living in a deaf school as a hearing person? 
And if it I was, say anything not no, the right vernacular, please yeah, yeah. correct me. No, I will. Yeah, no biggie. Um, no, it was totally different than what you. I thought. I thought it'd be a very quiet environment because they're deaf. And that's not at all the case. Um, well, they don't know how loud they are, no. <laughs> well, and sometimes that's it. But if they're across the room from each other, they'll bang on a table. They stop mm-hmm. on the floor. They'll yell to get each other's attention. Um, and they have parties at their school, just like, you know, you have homecoming and dance parties and their music. The first one I ever went to. Oh, I'll never forget. I was in there with all of my my the deaf we're all in there. All these high schooler kids were in there and I was in there and, um, and I was young at the time. I was still in my twenties, but, um, I remember I couldn't hear very well. You have a visitor. Yeah. And apparently my teenagers don't notice that he snuck in. <laughs> somebody's <laughs> absconded. And, um, yeah. and I left because it was so loud. And when I left, it felt like I had blood running out of my ears. because I kept going up there's there's got to be something running out of my ears and I'd wipe the side of my ears and uh it was it was crazy um and I had to end up afterwards they they're like get earplugs duh but I didn't think about it at the time so the deaf school was really cool I got to um work with deaf children every day from nine until three. And then I helped coach the swimming team because I was a swimmer and competitive swimmer. Oh, I was a swimmer too. Really? Yeah. I swam for nine years. What was your best stroke? Uh, Butterfly. Oh, that ended up being my favorite stroke at the end. I started out being able to swim backstroke faster than anything else. Oh, wow. My first year swimming because I had never competitively swam. (laughs) So yeah, I did that. And then um, just being immersed in the deaf culture, it was it was really, really it was it was cool. Um, just to let you know that I grew up signing and I went to um, college and I grew up signing um, English, which is different. There are different kinds of sign language. Mm-hmm. Only one of them is a true language, and that's ASL, American Sign Language. OK. Um, signed English is what hearing people did to, a- to, to sign language to help teach deaf children how to read. So they put in English word order, but signed English isn't an actual language. It's a visual representation oh. of spoken English. So, but that's what I grew up signing and I didn't know any difference um, because even in high school, whenever I would meet deaf, I, I had a hard time understanding them and I didn't realize that they were signing ASL and I was signing English. I didn't know. And I'm like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand these people. And a really cool story is when I was a senior, junior and senior high school, I used to go to the nursing home and I would interpret for this old deaf couple. She was in there because she had Alzheimer's and dementia and he'd go there every Sunday and I'd interpret and they would understand for the most part. And every Sunday afterwards, they'd come and talk to me and I couldn't carry on a conversation because if you don't know ASL, you can't understand it. Even if you can sign English, it's a different way. It's different word order, different syntax, wow. and the signs are different. So I had done that for a year, interpreted for that couple, and I could never have a meaningful conversation with them. Well, then I went to Ball, Ball State is where I went to college, and I took um, a, a year of ASL there, and then I took my second year of ASL. And I started going back to the church, and I would interpret at that nursing home. And I'll never forget the very first time I interpreted, I interpreted in ASL and the look on his face changed and I had no idea what was going on. And then afterwards he came up and signed and we had, after knowing him for more than a year, I had my first meaningful conversation 
with Aww. him. And I got to find out why his wife was there, what was wrong with her. And, 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 and we had this really long conversation. So that's why whenever I, um, when people are like, well, you know, I'll sign English because it's everybody else writes English. That was what, how I grew up thinking, but mm-hmm. ASL is a different language. ASL is the language of death. And so if you want to learn a true language, you learn ASL, you don't learn signed English. But anyway, the funny part was whenever um, I went to the deaf school and lived there, they all thought I was deaf because I could sign like a deaf person. It changed in me and I could sign like a deaf person, but receptively my eyes, I couldn't understand what they were signing because they were signing too fast for me. And um, they would, they would sign so fast. And so every day at the end of the day, they all got down in the lobby and they would play cards and tell jokes and, you know, what high schoolers do, but they're on a campus. And I would sit down there and I just sat and watched and watched. And finally, you know, school starts in mid-August, October, November. I remember in November and December, I finally started understanding. They didn't understand why I wouldn't play. I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. I can sign. And they're like, oh, he's deaf. No, I'm not deaf. I can't, I can't get it through my eyes. And about November, December, I started it being able to join them. And then through the rest of the year, I could just hang out with them. And so if it weren't for deaf and hanging out with deaf, there's no way I could do what I do because yeah. I got the skills from them. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and so many people that, you know, if they're, you know, want to be interpreters or, you know, teach Spanish or something right. like that, they'll go spend a year in Mexico or right. in Spain because there's just no way that you can completely right. um, do that. You need that immersion. And if you mm-hmm. can't get it at a school, I was fortunate that it was part of my college programming, you know, then if you can't get it there, then you you Google and you find deaf meets and you go hang out and and then you grow your signs, your ability to sign and your ability to understand sign. It's slower, mm-hmm. but it's the way to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I don't know, we didn't really like cover this, but like, mm-hmm. um, are there a lot more programs out there now, like with, you know, like cell phones and things like that, where yeah. deaf people are it's easier to like communicate when they go shopping or. Uh, yes and no. Um, one of the things I do on well, a daily. Oh, go ahead. I'll back that up real quick. In high school, I have a cousin mm-hmm. who developed a glove mm-hmm. that you could sign and it would come mm-hmm. out on a screen because mm-hmm. he was a, like, he was a, like a genius kid. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, he went to Burger King one time and he felt really bad for this family that couldn't order what they wanted because mm-hmm they couldn't express themselves. And so he designed this glove that as they signed, it would come out Mm -hmm. on the screen. Now, of course that was 20 years ago. So I know that we have better technology now. Well, I don't, I I can't tell if you have better technology or not. The problem with that is that not every deaf person, just like when we speak and you know how sometimes they have voice caption that will pick up what you're talking and caption it live while you're speaking. Mm -hmm. And it's taken a long time to be able to get that to match pretty much whoever speaking can do that. Mm -hmm. With sign language, it's the same thing because it doesn't read your facial expression. Mm -hmm. So it might get your word out, but if I sign it differently than someone else's signs it, then it's not going to work. So, because there are different, different regional signs, like if you go, um, to different places, they'll have different signs for different things. So if that glove doesn't know every region it's in mm-hmm. and all the signs, then it's not going to work. Um, I think this and, one, for example, only did letters. So you could just right. sign up. 
And then that that would be, you know, very easily used. Mm-hmm. But um, they do, there have been people who've worked on signing gloves. So if someone puts it on it and it, and it will read. And I've watched the people who are developing these and, and I love their heart. I do, I love their heart, mm-hmm. but they're almost always a hearing person that's developing them. And when I'm watching them, they're not even signing it right. So they've programmed the glove to read signs wrong. Mm. So it's really important that if you're going to ever teach sign language or you're going to do something like that, you've been immersed in the language and you really know it well. And I, we love the hearts. I love the hearts of mm-hmm. people, but the, the thing with sign language is if you invent a glove that can do the sign, all of your grammar, like your question, your um, emotions, all that is in your face and your body. And so the okay. glove will never be able to read if you're telling someone something or if you're asking somebody something or if you're excited or you're demanding. So it's going to be like Bueller, 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 Bueller. And that's what it's <laughs> going to be like with you have a signing glove, which okay. and some people say, well, that's better than nothing. But Sometimes for deaf, that can be very frustrating. It can be very frustrating. And for deaf, it's not better than nothing. Mm-hmm. They would prefer to, why don't, why not learn sign language? If you're going to spend millions of dollars to develop a glove for me, and mm-hmm. I'm not, like I said, I am not knocking the gloves oh, that have been made because yeah. I love the people's well, I hearts. I just was intrigued right. by it. Like, do yeah. they work? Yeah. And, and, and some of those do work, but mm-hmm. they don't work like a deaf person would need them to work. So, so have they come up with like, a, I mean, if they can recognize our faces through an iPhone, would they be able to, like, you could sign something into an iPhone and have it translated? I am sure that's out there happening somewhere. <laughs> I am okay. not a tech person. I can teach classes remotely. I can interpret remotely. But sometimes the technology doesn't even like me then. So I'm not I a thought tech maybe person. you might know of something. And so I was... no, No, but see, that that's going to happen. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to happen sooner or later because we do have things that can read our faces. I mean, it's just going to happen one of these days. How well it's going to work is another story. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. But well, because, I'm a little, I, I think I'm a little more intrigued now at the moment. I teach a deaf Down syndrome girl uh-huh. in my co-op and her mm-hmm. aide is deaf as well. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she can read lips really well and she has mm-hmm. a uh what do they call them cochlear implant thank you i w- wanted to say conacher and i knew that wasn't yeah. right yeah cochlear implant. um yeah and so i can conversate really well but i'm just a little bit more like i wish i could mm-hmm. reach mm-hmm. them more especially the little girl yeah right now i'm currently i'm also a developmental therapist so i work with families in the community and i'm currently working with a little two-year-old boy with down syndrome oh. who has no speech he can't mm-hmm. speak. He has hearing, but because of his delays, he's not able to speak yet. So I work with the whole family, teaching the whole family sign language. And I've been working with him for about seven months and he has like a hundred and something signs now. Good and so him. it's really My little it's guy really cool. that just came in mm-hmm. here, he's almost four and doesn't talk. Oh, yeah. Don't know why. We've done all the, I mean, because I have an autistic son. So we've, mm-hmm. he was nonverbal till he mm-hmm. was six and we did signs with him and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. This guy, he has no desire to speak. He has no desire to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, Selective mutism. Yeah, he um yeah. he will do like shades, mm-hmm. which is kind of hilarious. Now, when you say this little guy, is that, is that your son? Uh huh. Oh, cool. Very cool. I mean, he's yeah. brilliant, but he just chooses not to. I, when I taught developmental preschool, mm-hmm. I had a boy in there for two years. 
he did not talk the whole time he was in there. Now, it was funny because if his parents came in, he would talk 100 miles a minute and he loved being in the classroom, but he wouldn't talk in the preschool room. One time he did and I made a big deal of it and I was so excited. It shut him up. He never talked again. So I'm like, I've learned my lesson. If you ever make another noise, I'm not going to say anything to you. But um, he didn't want to learn sign language either. He was just selective mutism. This, you know, my son, he has... I don't know. Maybe at this point we're pushing on 20 words, but mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. most people would not understand them at all. Um, and we have six kids. So, I mean, we've gone through all the phases mm-hmm. of different children, you know? <laughs> right. And he's right. our youngest and he's just not interested in any real form of communication. And with selective mutism, you just let it go until they're ready. I mean, you you bribe mm-hmm. them sometimes. You put them in such situations <laughs> where they might. I would bribe this kid. I would bribe this kid, and I couldn't get him to. You know, and he yeah. would want it. And then I was just like, you know, okay, fine, here, because you're in my classroom. I'm not going to make you suffer. Yeah. You know, just I, I just you. Know, it's it's a form of control. There's mm-hmm. something going on and they need to control this issue for some reason. For some reason, for some, it's not a form of control. There's a different mm-hmm. reasons for selective mutism. This so. kid's a little feral. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't even know how else to describe him. Like, I mean, since he's been able to move, he's mm-hmm. been, it's a full-time job for all <laughs> the other seven of us in the household to yeah. well, keep this kid from like offing himself. So yeah, yeah. Um, I saw him sneak in and he was very proud of himself. Yeah, like yeah. 14 months old, he took apart the baby gates and hit all the screws. Um, yeah, very smart child. Yeah, I caught him the other day trying to give um, a dog an IV. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, because we're farmers, so we have yeah. all the equipment. But like, I couldn't <laughs> find him, and I found him in the laundry room, and he had like he had the tubing wrapped around his arm and like a bag of fluid on his shoulder. He even had like the anti-nausea meds and he had the needle out and was like just starting to like put it in the dog's leg. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, that's funny. He's going to be like a surgeon or a a, a little Doogie Howser type kind of thing. Yeah, he's a brilliant kid. Um, He we had to hide the tractor keys because he tries to start the tractor all the time. And so because it wouldn't start for him, he was dragging the jumper cables over and was trying to hook up the jumper cables to this giant tractor. And I'm like. Oh, I'm in for it. Like, so, so yeah. in for this child. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I take him to conferences and he has a shirt that says, if found, return to Homestead Science. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Just, and he can't tell you, like, no, you know, they're, you know, what's your name? Who are you? He's just like, <laughs> no, not going to talk. Yep. Just not going to do it. So That's funny. Um, but we tried to teach him, you know, the signs for mm-hmm. like, even just the basic stuff. So we knew yeah. when he was three or anything, but he was a NICU baby. So he wouldn't let us touch his hands. So, and he wouldn't, you know, when he wouldn't like do it on his own. Right. And so then we tried to force him to do it, to be like, oh, you know, good job. You want more, you know? Yeah. And, no, he doesn't want anything to do with it. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> so he just does everything on his own now. He you know, like everyone's like, wow, he's kind of naughty. And I'm like, no, he's just doing it on his own. Very (laughs) independent, doing his own thing. As long as he makes it through life, we're good. Yeah. Like he did all this, like got up at five the other morning and did all the steps to make himself his own scrambled eggs, like cracked the eggs, got them in the pan, seasoned butter. 
and lit the wrong burner and started a pizza box on fire. Well, there you go. <laughs> and he's sitting there like stirring away. Like this is just normal as flames are like shooting up under the pizza box. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, you know, I think these kids that are a little, I don't even know what the word for them are. They're, they're so unique, but they make life so much better. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So you ended up um, developing a curriculum and this was for your niece? Yes. My sister homeschools my niece and um, she asked me to develop a homeschool curriculum of sign language that is specifically for homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I've taught ASL for more than 30 years, but, and I've taught at birth through 12th grade and I've taught at the college level, I've taught community. And so what I did is um, homeschoolers for not everybody, but homeschoolers in, in general that I've talked to for a lot of their electives, they do that one day a week. Mm-hmm. Um, their electives are one day a week. So I thought, okay, so I have to get this to where ASL one is condensed into one year of one day a week. Now, how can we do this? And so that's what I did. Um, I made it so that there's, um, well, there's a a lot more lessons than 30 because 30 lessons is about a school year long, 30 Mm -hmm. class meets. And so um, I went through all, I, you know, like I said, my high school curriculum, my uh, um, college curriculum, and I took out all the really important things that if you're being homeschooled, what would you need to sign? But also, if you met someone who's not homeschooled, you still can communicate. You know, it's not a totally separate curriculum. I have mm-hmm. um, I have adults who take this class from me. I have um, general ed students who are in the public schools who who do do this as an after school enrichment program. So okay. that's what I did. I'm a, I wrote a homeschool curriculum myself, so I definitely understand. You understand that that you have to be. Yeah, you know, and mine's kind of a. It's well, it's a homestead science. It's farming. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. do you take something that's normally a very hands-on right. um, subject and turn it into something that can be done in a home and not in like a lab setting or a... Right. Yeah. And so what I did is I took the curriculum, the, what you would need for conversation, and I put those into, I think, 30 lessons. Nice. But then not only is it that, it's, okay, let's grab some science. I'm a science freak. And so Mm -hmm. one of my years in second grade teaching, I turned off my voice from the first day during science. And I taught all of my science in sign language because science is very visual. It's very hands-on. So every day my kids, um, none of my kids knew sign language. They're all hearing all second grade. Okay. It's like an immersion type setup. I did an immersion setup and I started teaching all of my science in sign language. And it was amazing. I did every everything that they needed to learn. Um, and it was great. So I do, there are three lessons that do with life cycles of plants. Well, one's plants, <coughs> excuse me, one's plants, one's frogs and butterflies. Those are things that almost any homeschool could do. You can go out and find a plant. You yeah. can go out and find a caterpillar. You can go out and find a, 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 a tadpole and do a frog. Uh-huh. And so then they learn the life cycle of a frog. And so that is one of the, those are three different lessons. And then I also did, what are three field trips homeschoolers may do? So there's the museum, there's swimming, and then there's 
I'm not going to remember what the third one is, museum swimming, and there's something else, and I can't remember. But hey, then, you know what? I have people come to me all the time and be like, does your curriculum cover this? And I'm like, that's an excellent question. Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah. Well, that's it. And I'm like, I can't remember everything. But then my sister, well, I'm a well, Christian. My curriculum, my textbook is like 300 pages. So oh, there's definitely, I'm like, um. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I bet you it's in here somewhere. Yeah, let's look. <laughs> we'll find it. And if it's not really in there, I bet you can change one of these lessons to make it very easily. That's what I look at. <laughs> <laughs> but my sister's um, a Christian and I'm a Christian, but mm -hmm. she's like, she's like, um, can you do the seven seas of history? And I'm like, I don't know what the seven seas of history are. Sure. I'll do it, but I don't know what they are. And so I had to yeah, Google it. The seven seas of history. It's the guy, and I'm not going to know his name because I haven't gone down there. The guy who built the ark that's down like in uh -huh. Louisville, Kentucky or something like that. The big oh, ark, okay. yeah, yeah. Noah's ark. He, um, <clears throat> he came up with the seven seas of history. And so it's like creation, um, catastrophe, all the se the seven seas that okay. walk you through the biblical. Why are we on earth? What is the, yeah. what, what is the purpose of us being on earth? So from creation to crucifixion. So oh, that's I, neat. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I've not heard of the seven seas. So I, I and, and and obviously I you know haven't mastered them. I I I. I but what I did is I went through and I made seven lessons, one uh -huh. for each of the seas. Because, well, that's a perfect, yeah. Well, and the, the reason that I do this whenever I'm doing stuff like this is deaf are the most underreached population for Jesus. So if you're a Christian and you're learning sign language and you want to meet someone and share your faith or share just love or just share whatever. Just be able you, to take you, a minute and pray with someone. Right. So, so you understand. So I teach all the signs. I teach... How are you going to tell the seven seas of history? So that's in the curriculum as well. Um, so, the, but that's not in part, that's not like embedded in the curriculum. So if you want to go through the curriculum, you still want to learn, <clears throat> but you're not a Christian or you're not interested in it. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. <clears throat> sorry, I'm having a frog in my throat. You don't have to learn it. It's not actually embedded in the curriculum. It's a okay. separate part of the curriculum. So you can learn it. And you know, I've had people who aren't Christians want to learn it anyway because just because you're not a you just you don't have to be a Christian to want to talk about religion or to mm -hmm. you know someone wants to talk to you about Jesus and you want to say well I don't believe in Jesus well if you can't sign it you can't have an you can't have a good conversation with somebody if you don't know the vocabulary mm -hmm. whether you're a Christian or not well and you know it's hard with curriculums when you want to build a relationship. <clears throat> right. I personally chose to write mine neutral because I wanted to be able to see it reach a whole generation not just like homeschoolers and now that homeschooling is so much more popular it's not um strictly right. a christian activity anymore exactly you know, we're a christian family but i felt like what i was wanting to teach was bigger not even i want to say bigger than it's i understand yeah i'm trying to i i can reach more people <laughs> Absolutely. And I teach quality of character throughout mm -hmm. my curriculum. So the families, if they want to use each of those like pillars of right. character and pair mm -hmm. it with their Bible study, they can. Right. And that's why I didn't embed that part into mm -hmm. my curriculum, because the, the most important thing is learning the language, understanding the culture, understanding the history. You have to have that before you can do anything else. Well, and that's what you... I was going to ask. Does it cover mm -hmm. like sociology and history of mm -hmm. like, Absolutely. sign language? And... Yes, yes, it oh, does. Oh, I love that. Well, ASL, American Sign Language, mm -hmm. 
was originally brought over from France as a deaf person from France and started the deaf first deaf school in America. And it was taught through French sign language. And that eventually ended up merging with, there's a, a group, there is a place in Martha's Vineyard where a lot of deaf people lived. So they had their own sign language. And so those two populations of people ended up merging together and getting to know each other. And so ASL, which was really French sign language mixed with Martha's Vineyard sign language to <laughs> sort of start the foundation. But but here you go. Then you have children who never went to either one of these schools who were deaf, so they had more home signs. So they integrated with that. So you have some home signs put in there. But then you also have segregation. So you have black deaf who are set, educated separately from white deaf. So they both had different sign languages. And so when we were integrating black with white, black people brought their what went over to white people. And so then we had black sign language mixing with American sign language. So we have this rich heritage of language that people really don't know wow. what it's where, where this language comes from. And then you have Native American. So there's some Native American influence. And then you have English because it, English is everywhere all around us in America. So that mm -hmm. has an influence on sign language as well. So there's that huge history. So there's a lesson on, you know, the history of sign language. There's, you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff in there. And then I have the the five, I think, five main holidays that I celebrate. And of course, if people are like, well, there's not this one. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Easter, Christmas, birthdays, uh, maybe New Year, and something else. There's another one. And so I teach all of that. And, uh -huh. you know, but, you know, and then on the Christmas part, I teach the Santa Claus part because lots of Christian families do Santa Claus, you know, yeah. um, but then some don't. And then there's some only that believe in Santa Claus, but there's the, the English part, the, the Santa Claus part of Christmas. And then there's the Jesus part of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So that one's in that lesson as well. So I have, I think, 40 something lessons for nice. the year. Yeah. Um. So are they video lessons or is there workbooks? Or... Okay, so here's 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 why I do it the way I do it. Okay. A lot of people are pushing free curriculum. Get on this site, get on this site, get on this site. It's all free. You can learn. Here's the problem. Our ears are tuned to learning foreign languages. So if you hear me go, Sprechen Sie Deutsch, you'll go like, hey, that guy's not a native German. Because you can tell. But if I go, Sprechen Sie Deutsch, you're like, oh, he might know German sort of well. If I say, Parlez-vous Francais, you might go, oh, his French might be pretty good. But if I say, Habla Espanol, you'll say, oh, he doesn't speak Spanish. That's that's speaking yeah. Spanish words, but it's not speaking Spanish. Mm -hmm. It's Habla Espanol or no Habla Espanol. Mi habla Espanol muy poquito y muy mal. Yo estudio Espanol en la escuela muchos años pasada. So, I mean... There's a difference between speaking words and knowing the language. Yeah. So there are a lot of hearing people who are being encouraged to learn by free stuff. I'm all for free stuff. I understand the free stuff. The problem is our eyes are not attuned to learning a signed visual language. And so for sign language, there are five parameters for every sign. And if you just move one of those parameters off, you're signing the wrong thing. So... Even in class when I'm teaching it and I've taught the five parameters and I've 
gone through this, the, the vocabulary and I've gone through the phrases and we've had our AB conversations, they turn around and they'll still sign it wrong sometimes. Well, I'm there to help correct it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're learning sign language from free stuff all the time, you have nobody to teach it to you correctly. So you're going to learn it incorrectly mm-hmm. because your eyes don't know that you're signing it wrong. You think you're signing it right because I have students, well, this is what you signed. I never signed it that way. I guarantee you, I guess you did. That's why I learned it that way. No, because your eyes aren't attuned to learning a visual language. Spoken so, conversation I have with my 15-year-old regularly. <laughs> spoken language, even. Yeah. But, well, he's like, I washed that dish just like you did. <laughs> no, you didn't, because you don't visually know how to work yet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's washing that dish you haven't learned how to do yet. Yeah. So what I've done is I don't sell my curriculum. It is a, it is a, on video. Everything's on a flash drive. Mm-hmm. I have gone through and I've made all the, I've made PowerPoints for every word. And there's a video for every word of the PowerPoint and video for every phrase, the PowerPoint and the video for every conversation. And I te- go through the lesson just like I would teach it, but I don't sell my curriculum. Most of the curriculums out there that you purchase that are done well, are anywhere between four and six, well, maybe three to five hundred dollars, three to four hundred, just wow, for the curriculum. Amazing. And you're learning on your own. It's not the free stuff, but it's 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 a well-made curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to learn any better from a well-made curriculum you're paying three or four hundred dollars for, or if you get a well-made free curriculum, you're going to learn the same. So what I've done is I have instead of charging. for my curriculum, I offer classes. And so I meet once a week with your family or just your one child in a small group over Zoom. And I teach it. And then you get the curriculum. It's only $30. The curriculum is only $30 separately. But I teach you an hour of well-taught small group instruction and I do you teach charge you the for your lesson. classes as well? Yes, I do. I okay, do charge good. for the classes because I, I can't like, afford to do that for free. Don't me here. I, I got I got to pay for my kids to eat, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I because get it. And... This is what I'm doing instead of mm-hmm. being in a classroom teaching. I've mm-hmm. gone to working from home, developing this curriculum. So I interpret for um, a company most uh-huh. of the time. And then I'm what I'm doing is growing this. And my I never. OK, this is going to sound harsh. When I was a public school teacher, when I had homeschoolers coming to my classroom, they were always behind, undereducated. That's how I thought homeschoolers homeschooled. So I had a very bad perspective on how homeschoolers homeschool. My sister started homeschooling, and I got to see how it's done well. Just, just like with teachers, there are great teachers and there are bad teachers. There are great homeschooling parents, and there are some that are struggling, and there are also some that just they say that's what they're doing, especially where I was, and they weren't really doing anything. Yeah, well, and there's also the piece of if you have a developmentally or physically disabled child, they're going to exactly. be behind. Right. right. And also, what is behind? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I have a first grader who we're still working on a preschool prep English because he was not interested in learning English. He actually, and- we'll talk about this later. Now, he has self-taught himself math to the third grade level. Yeah. He's so, a boy. Yeah. <laughs> He's exactly. A boy. It's a and boy. So then he comes to me the other day and he goes, 
mom, you bought me this set to collect bugs and it mm -hmm. came with a bug identification chart mm -hmm. and I cannot read my bug identification chart. And I was like, I guess we better learn to read. And now I've he wants learned. to do his lessons every day. Yep. And he asked me to download him reading eggs. And he's right. like, yep. I mean, he's blasted through all these lessons because mm -hmm. he wanted to learn. So it's one yeah. of those things that, like you said, and mm -hmm. I'm not even trying to defend homeschooling necessarily because I, my kids went to public school until third grade, my older ones. Mm -hmm. And I was, oh, and I might, well, my teenagers were in mm -hmm. junior high when we pulled them. Right. We were like, this is what you do. And mm -hmm. then we were like, oh, mm -hmm. no, there's something better we can do. <laughs> right. Well, and that's why I developed the program the way I did. Mm -hmm. Because <clears throat> there are ASL programs in public schools. Not all of them are well done. <clears throat> but mm -hmm. they, are, they have access to live instruction or really good video instruction. And then there's someone who comes and works with them. But so, that's beside the point. What I wanted to do is I wanted to offer affordable, well-done ASL classes for homeschool students. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And so what I've done is I charge per family. Now, my sister okay. just sent me this thing and it says, this, 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 this is, I'm not going to show it. I'm not going <laughs> to say it, but this ASL program, they charge $600 per student for once a week, one hour lessons for live instruction. So many homeschool families, one, they don't have a lot of money, just like mm -hmm. even non-homeschooling families don't have a lot of money. So that's, on. but a lot of homeschool, a lot of families, homeschool have, families are single income, single income, and they have a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. So if the parents wanted to, one of the, uh, the at the beginning, it was like, I was going to charge per child. But then what happens if they can only pay for one? Well, then one child gets to learn and then the rest get to learn from that one child. That's not what I like. I didn't like that. Yeah. Like, I want homeschool families to have a well-done program that they have access to. That's not on, like they can access it without it being online, except for the teaching portion. So what I do is I charge $300 per family. It ends up being $10 a lesson for an hour lesson. So $10 once a week. Is is all I charge. You said three hundred. Um, yeah, three hundred because I teach 30, 30 class, thirty lessons in the year. Yeah. So it's well, I, that half a second that you said that my mm -hmm. brain was somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> no, not thirty three hundred dollars a lesson. It's three hundred dollars per family for the whole year. So That's I have really reasonable. It it is. It's ten dollars if if it's yeah. one child. It's ten dollars for one child once a week. And, and you have six kids, it's <laughs> and I have one family right now that has three children and they are they only have one tech device. So all of them are on the screen at one time. And we make it work. <laughs> yeah. They, they they we make it work. And so what I want is and, and somebody out there is gonna say, or they're gonna say, Oh, he's hearing. You don't need you can't learn, you shouldn't learn hearing um ASL from a hearing person. So let me cover that one really fast. Yeah. Just because you're hearing and speak English as your native language doesn't mean you're qualified to teach English. You're just not some, uh, you know, I know some deaf people who've studied English more than I have, and they're probably better qualified to teach English than I am, the rules and all that stuff. So when it comes to ASL, there are definitely hearing people that should never be teaching it. They should never be making a video and putting it on YouTube because hearing people's eyes are not attuned to learning a visual language and they're watching these. 
I just Googled a song the other day and I went through and scrolled through. Guess who had the most likes? The hearing person who signed the song. There were two of them standing side by side and they didn't even sign the signs correctly. It was horrible, but they had way more views than the deaf people who had done a very good job signing it. And it was beautiful and it was well done because our eyes are not attuned Mm -hmm. to a visual language and we don't know what's good and what's not. So what I want to do is I want to provide well-taught classes. I want to ta- want it to be direct instruction where you get feedback, where um, they are learning the language correctly. And I do typically teach it 90% in target language, which is what you want to do for a, a foreign language. You want 90% okay. in target language. So my voice is off most of the time when I'm teaching because there's a PowerPoint for everything. Everything's done that way. Okay. So the way, the, way the, the way it works is... Um, if your co-op wants to do their own class, you sign your co-op and you sign up for however many families are in there and we all meet at one time. And if not, then I try to get as many families that want to get in on a certain day and time and Mm -hmm. I do a class. And then the curriculum is on a flash drive and it has every lesson that I teach. Like I said, it has every word signed, every phrase signed and every AB conversation signed. So I teach it direct instruction, you have the flash drive. Mm-hmm. So the only hour a week, if you're like, if you're not at like, oh, I don't do internet. Um, I, I don't have internet where I live. My sister doesn't. She has to buy, buy uh, go to the library or go to the church and get one of those, uh, the things that can pick it up wherever you go. I don't have one. Okay. You know, it's like a, it's like a booster like a or, something. Spot or something. Hot spot. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Hot spot. She has to do a <laughs> hot spot for hers at her house because she doesn't have internet. But she only has to, for one hour a week, find the internet. Wherever she's going, she goes with her homeschool co-op. It's not bad. I, I teach them their lesson, and then they go off, and then they have it on the flash drive. They don't have to have internet again, and they get to practice a lesson as many times as they want to. That's wonderful. I really, because yeah. that, that was going to be my next question, is one hour a week enough to have no. that practice? No, one hour a week with me is not enough. It is enough okay. to learn the language. It's enough to be able to sign at the end of the at the end of the year but it's not enough if like you a good really introductory wanna, type it's a good but yeah but i have them what they do is so you know how a lot of homeschool parents are like i need more socialization for my kids guess what you have a ready-made group of socializing time where you can exchange their names and um email or facetime or zoom or whatever and so the students their homework their homework. I do give homework. I don't grade it, but their homework is they have to watch the video on their own. They have to record Uh themselves. Then they have to watch to see if they're signing it right. Are my, are my five parameters right? And then they get on during the week with some of the kids that are in the class and they practice. So, and so you get your, you get your socialization group there. People, boy scouts, you know, they all boy scouts all get together. Karate, they all get together. And one of my and it was just by just by coincidence, they're all in one place in Ohio. So they're going to all get together in Ohio, far from me. And at the end of the year, I'm going to go up and hang out with them. We're going to go to oh, like, fine. we're going to go to Kings Island or the museum or something. They're all they're all deciding on what we're going to do. But they're going to get to hang out because almost all of them are in Ohio, you know. And so okay. you you get your socialization groups where you get to practice. So with me, one hour a week. I will teach you what you need to know to be able to sign. But will you have the fluency one hour a week? Absolutely not. 
practice it throughout the week, go throughout the week. And my homeschoolers, I did a semester of teaching ASL to public high schoolers. And it was the most painful thing I've ever done in my life because they don't want to turn their laptops on. They don't want to follow along. They, I can't make them look, you know? Yeah. And so homeschool families are so amazing to work with. Every single one of my Because they all classes, want to learn. They're like excited. They, yes, they all want to learn. And some of their parents are sitting right next to them, learning with them. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's awesome. So that's my daughter what and I took us, like an online sewing class together and it was so fun. Yeah. That's so, awesome. And it was, it was something that we bonded over and yep. that you don't get, you know, in other ways, like, you know, cause you know, she could take 4-H sewing or if she was in public school, she could take home ec and I could mm-hmm. take a sewing class mm-hmm. through the church or something, but would right. we have a relationship together? And no, no, it's just, uh, I, I this I really feel that this is something I'm just it's specifically designed for homeschool and my goal is one day that any homeschooler who wants to learn sign language has access to a really good program. So here's one of the things I do on the side. If you are a parent and you have a deaf child and you want to learn sign language or if you're a parent and you have a child excuse me, and they need to learn sign language, you want them to learn for whatever reason. I do what's called family and friends. Um, Obviously, a shake off of friends and family. That's called family and friends is if you get a small group of your friends that want to take the class and family that want to take a a Zoom class with me, only charge $10 a person per, per hour lesson. And so we, and then the parents get it for free. And the reason is because 90% of deaf children are born to hearing parents. The majority of hearing parents never learn sign language and cannot communicate with their children. Hmm. I want every parent out there who has a child who's deaf to be able to communicate. And parents already spend money on hearing aids. They spend money on all kinds of stuff for their child. So I want them to be able to have the class for free. And I do it. I do that for um, hearing parents of deaf children. I do it for hearing parents of children with special needs. Um, just you, you name it. So that's, I, I want everybody to be able to have access to a very good curriculum, very good ASL learning mm-hmm. and from, uh, and it's to be inexpensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're going to invest in making their child be able to communicate with them, mm-hmm. it's nice that they have an opportunity to invest in themselves to communicate with their child. Right. Well, and that's a lot of hearing parents don't learn sign language because one, there's not a program around them. Two, there's not a qualified instructor around them. And three, it can be very expensive to learn. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing my best to keep it as low as I possibly can. And that's what I do. I'm not doing this to, you know, get rich. I have to be, I've had some people say, well, $300 is really expensive. Well, when you look at the curriculum, the curriculum can be itself two to $300. And mm-hmm. so what I'm doing is I, I'm charging for your time with me. Yeah. And and that's, and, 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 and I have to, I have to be able to, you know, yeah, feed my family. Bills. No, have I to mean, be able to pay my bills. Like so, I said, I'm a curriculum writer as well. And mine right. is books and I have to pay for the print costs. Right. And I get a lot of, well, if you didn't charge so much, you know, like you're just trying to rip mm-hmm. families off and stuff. And I'm like, 
I'd love to send you a breakdown of my costs because yeah. right. I am not trying to rip anybody off. In fact, right. as a homeschool mom of six, I'll sit there mm -hmm. at like a conference or something and work out the very like cheapest deal I can come up with mm -hmm. within mm -hmm. my coupons that I already have in place and stuff to help right. families get this curriculum into their right. home. So. And that's exactly what I ended up doing. The very first year I started this, it was $300 per child, which is still a great deal. But yeah, when you have homes, but I'd have homeschooler families come up to me with 11 kids. Well, yeah. unless you're, you know, unless you're independently wealthy, you can't afford that. And yeah. so I'm like, okay. Oh, and, 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 and here's why 90% of deaf children are born to hearing parents. So the likelihood of these kids who are taking sign language now, someone's going to have a deaf child when they get yeah. older. Okay. So we have a lot of people who have children with disabilities who need sign language. So somebody out there who's hearing right now, who's learning sign language, you're going to have a child with a disability. I mean, my son was born typically developing at 18 months old. He quit talking. He quits, he quit signing. He quit eating everything. He had full sensory. I firmly believe he was healed. Um, he presented with autism, the checklist of autism. I taught children with autism. I'd been doing that for over 30 mm -hmm. years. And um, lots of prayer, lots of prayer, lots of prayer for that child from 18 months old to like four or five. And then all of a sudden he just started outgrowing it. Good. But a lot of children don't. Most yeah. children don't. And I, so, I have an autistic son. So yeah. And I want, I want this app to be able to be accessed by everybody who can afford it you know, $10, $10 a week, mm -hmm. you know, let's, well, I, it, a lot of, um, the families with development, kids with developmental disabilities are, they fear pulling their kids out of public schools right. because they mm -hmm. are afraid they won't have those mm -hmm. skills, the skill. Well, not so much that the, um, resources. Well, yeah. Resources. Right. And I'm seeing a huge increase in like farm schools and co-ops mm -hmm. and things that have the ability to work closer with these children. Mm -hmm. And so whenever there's a few that I have worked out deals with, like that specialize in Down syndrome children or something mm -hmm. that I get my curriculum into those schools specifically because otherwise they wouldn't have if they didn't have like a farm school or something, they wouldn't have mm -hmm. that ability to have that one-on-one -on -one learning in mm -hmm. that type of scenario outside of the public school system. That's awesome. I like that you do that. And that's what I want to be able to do. Like I said, I'm also a developmental therapist. So mm -hmm. I work with children. I've worked with children with special needs my whole life. So sign language is the thing I'm pushing. It's the thing I, I oh, and guess what? Most of us are going to end up losing our hearing. I have an uncle who is deaf now. He doesn't know sign language because he wasn't deaf most of his life. He comes to family events and nobody can sign. He can't sign. So he sits there. And then after a while he leaves because he can't understand anything that's going on. Or then there's so, my husband who was blown up three times and can't, he has time tinnitus he yes can't hear half of what i say to him and it causes yep. fights all day long you know yep. absolutely and so so the back to the should you take sign language from a hearing person yeah. majority of hearing people that teach it i shouldn't say the majority there are many hearing people who teach it that shouldn't they absolutely should not be teaching it 
Um, if they teach it, they should be saying, I'm not qualified. Let me teach you some sign language, but I'm not really teaching you ASL because I don't know the language that well. I, I, I learned it, you know, from, you know, but if you go to my website, you can look on, um, I don't even remember what it's called. Um, there's a, there's a tab on there at the top You click on it and it gives you just like different people who've sent in their comments about having like worked with me. Test, that's the exact word I'm looking for. <laughs> and to let you know, I have nominal aphasia. So I can't find nouns a lot of times. Okay. Even, even people that I've known for years, like our pastor, same mm-hmm. pastor for 15 years. I can't remember his name over half the time. Oh. And his family, I've, grown, I've known them for years. Unless I see you every day, I use your name every day. I likely will not remember your name. It's, it's terrible. So anyway, thank you for testimonials. But if you look at that, I have two ASL. Well, one's a former ASL, deaf ASL instructor. And the other one is a current ASL instructor who was my teaching assistant for one of my virtual classes. So she saw me teach. She was my teaching assistant in that classroom. And I taught mm-hmm. the ASL and she's deaf. And so she is now, after being in my class, she took over my class. Well, she... She ended up getting the certification necessary to become an ASL teacher. And then the other one is from a former ASL teacher who's a friend of mine who's, so I have the stamp of approval from deaf. Whenever I meet a group of deaf and they don't know me, they think I'm mm-hmm. deaf. So I have the skills. I, I am a native, I, I sign like a native person. Mm. Then if after well, a while. I mean, if you've been signing to some extent, even if it right. was. The, not the right sign language. You're very, right. since you were nine years old, you're definitely, I would almost consider that native. Yeah, but it's not, it's not considered almost, native. Almost. It's almost, it's almost, <laughs> but I know people who've been signing as long as I have, and, and you can still tell a difference. I mm. just, I feel it was just a God thing. Yeah. So then, then once they find out I'm hearing, they're like, oh, you're a coda. And that means child of a deaf adult. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, I'm not a coda. What? That's not possible. Yeah. Oh, did you grow? Oh, so I grew up signing. Well, what do you mean you grew up signing if you don't have deaf parents? So I have to explain everything. So I get <laughs> asked multiple times a day, are you are you a coda? No, it just actually happened today. Guy goes, oh, you're a coda. No, you grew up signing. Yeah, I could tell by the way you sign. Um, so I, I have the skill. And not only mm-hmm. do I have the sign skill, I have the knowledge. I've studied this. And the third thing is I'm a teacher. So I mm-hmm. really do know how to teach it well. And that's what I do. I love doing it. So there you go. Well, I love that. Um, we are about at the end of our time. So I have a question okay. I ask all my guests, okay. which is what does keep growing mean to you? Keep growing. Well, Right now, my belly keeps growing because I haven't had as much exercise. I had frozen shoulder for over a year and I couldn't do anything and my belly grew and it kept growing. So I'm trying to get that to quit growing. But for me, yeah, I feel keep- you on that one. When I had my three year old, like I had to do five rounds of steroids because my body like <gasps> was like I after I had him, my body was like, nope, like we should just shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I feel you on that one. But yeah. uh, I'm aiming a little bit more for uh, personal growth. <laughs> keep growing means just keep. Uh, it's, it's Dory comes to my mind. Just keep swimming. Just keep learning. Mm-hmm. You know, always. I mean, like I didn't even realize when I first made this curriculum. When you, if you take the class and you get the curriculum, there's no Black American Sign Language in it because at the time I didn't know about that. I was never taught it. 
um, the the seven C's. No, not the seven C's. Well, I've learned that. But yeah. the five five parameters of sign language. No one ever taught that to me. I learned that when I started teaching high school sign language about yeah. seven years ago. So I'm always learning. I'm always learning about people and cultures and how people interact and how I'm not always right. Even if it's how I grew up thinking, I'm not always right. And there's some things that I'm just wrong at. And um, so for me, keep growing is just learning, just, just becoming, I don't want to say a better person because that's not the word I'm looking for, but becoming a more educated person and being able to use that well to help people and not just to elevate myself, but to help people. I love that. So do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Well, I won't give you my street address because well, I can't, yeah. I can't afford it. I can't afford to feed people, <laughs> but you can find me at, if you just Google American sign language center.com. Okay. Now there, I didn't know that here's another thing I grew at after I named this, there's, I found there's another place called the sign language center. And I think it's in New York okay. or something like that. They, they, they are totally different. They're not focused on homeschoolers. They do offer okay. ASO classes and stuff like that. So make sure you have the American sign yes. language. Yes. And then make sure when you scroll and you find me, you don't click on sign language center. It's American sign language okay. or just American sign language center.com. And that brings me up a lot faster. Okay, great. I will make sure that I link that. And I have absolutely loved this conversation. And I hope that this helps your business grow. Because I, I hope so too. Doing. Thank <laughs> you. Well, and I just, I, I really, like I said, ever since I did this for my niece, I just, and working with her class has been amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. I was at the Cincinnati Homeschool Convention. I was there too. And I'll be there again. Okay. So maybe we'll meet up. Yeah. And if you're listening, come visit me. Yes. But, go see him. <laughs> but but one of her one of my students came and he just walked up to me, beaming, not really beaming, smiling, but he was you and he just signed back and forth with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to see one of my students. That oh, doesn't always happen. So um yeah. So I have no idea why that came. I, I, what no, were I even think that's great about? because, well, we were just said that I love what you're doing because I feel oh. like it's reaching people. And yeah. that's, I, I can feel that too, because um, the anxiety that so many kids felt over the last few years of yeah. not being able to provide for themselves mm-hmm. or having no clue how to provide for themselves yeah. when there was no food on the shelves and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of kids really embrace like my curriculum because mm-hmm. it teaches them how to take care of themselves. So yeah. being able to teach children how to be there for someone else, I mm-hmm. think it's really amazing as well. Yeah. Well, thank you. I have enjoyed this. This was my first one. And <laughs> it was fun. just it was just a really neat experience. And I appreciate you um bring me on for this time. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And um, yeah, everybody go check him out. Thank you very much. Check me out. Oh, and I forgot if you, when you go to my um, website, see, I, I'm having trouble with nouns yeah. <laughs> on the homepage. I believe if it's not, it's the products or something like that. Scroll to the very bottom and there is a link to the PowerPoint. So you can click on it and you can see the very first ASL one lesson that I would teach. 
Perfect. all the PowerPoints, but then right next to it are the videos. It's the, it's the power, it's the um, curriculum. So click okay. on it and you can learn ASL one lesson one. And, and, and you can see how you, it, it's really best to have an oh, instructor teach it. Everybody you can see sample. the lesson. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's All right. A sample well, there. thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please head over to your favorite podcast player and leave a comment and review. This helps me to know what you're enjoying and helps others find an episode that can help them. Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education, and I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at Homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing.